welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week on our podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their business success stories with listeners just like you all around West Virginia and the Mountaineers all across America. We publish these stories on iTunes, on Google Play, on PositivelyWV.com, our website, and through strategic print publications such as the State Journal, as well as numerous uh, news websites throughout West Virginia as well. Our goal is to help educate and inspire our audience, people just like you who are interested in West Virginia business, with these positive business stories. This week, we're going to learn more about Drs. Lucas and Amy Watterson, the co-founders of Mountain State Wellness. Lucas and Amy, are you guys ready to get down to business? Yes, Jim, we're excited. Yes, we are, Jim. Thank you. All right, guys, I'm so glad to have you on our podcast today to talk about your company. Doctors, doctors Lucas and Amy Watterson co-founded Mountain State Wellness in Morgantown, West Virginia in 2002. They chose to move to West Virginia from Tulsa, Oklahoma, because they wanted to establish their business in a state that did not have any upper cervical specialists practicing their unique Type of healthcare. Since then, their practice has continued to grow every year and has helped more than 5,000 people from 10 different states. They have future plans of employing even more doctors that specialize in their upper cervical procedures and possibly establishing multiple sites throughout West Virginia. Doctors Lucas and Amy also enjoy many outdoor activities. They enjoy raising their two daughters and also entertaining in their mountaintop home. Lucas and Amy, take a minute Fill in some gaps from that brief intro and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your personal life. Well, Jim, I'd like to start first by just mentioning how we got to West Virginia because sure. it, really is an, it really is a good entrepreneurial theme. My wife and I met um, in chiropractic school in 1998, and we were classmates for three and a half years. And through that process, we developed a, a more intimate relationship, and we decided to get married the day after we graduated in 2001. Cool. And then we had an opportunity. We had an opportunity that took us to Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, to practice together in a larger practice. So we moved to Tulsa, and uh, we learned how to become more clinically proficient. But then we also learned how to run a business successfully. Mm. And then our business plan went like this: we strategically looked at the entire United States, every state in the, in the states to see where there was not a single doctor practicing the specialized procedures that we use, hmm. one of which was West Virginia. And because you've been in West Virginia a long time, you probably remember that in 2002, when we started doing searches on small cities across the United States because we wanted to work in a small city, Morgantown, West Virginia was rated the number one best small city in the East Coast. Yeah. So, so with that drew our attention, we started doing internet uh, searches. And so we decided that we are going to start doing more research on the state of West Virginia, specifically Morgantown, and see if it would be a suitable place for us to land our business. And certainly here we are 16 years later, and that has been a great success for us. That's awesome. We were we were looking for a place to call home. Um, we wanted to live in the mountains. We wanted to have four seasons. We wanted to have a small community where we could connect and, and touch the people that we serve and um, be known in the community, and it has turned out that Morgantown has become that for us. Awesome. It, it, everything just fell into place then. That's perfect. It, 
Yeah, I did. We actually came to West Virginia uh, in February of 2002 mm-hmm. before we moved here. And in four days, we took the state board and passed our license exam. We found funding or tried to find some funding at three banks. We found a place to live and we found an office space in about <laughs> 72 hours. That's and great. We back to Tulsa and we were here March 20th. That is a great story. I love it. How did you guys get into uh, into this whole healthcare uh, industry? What what was your driving force? What were your influences in getting into this in the first first place? Um, I actually had a personal experience myself where I was on um, Adderall, which is a an attention deficit disorder um, medication. Hmm. That's addictive, addictive intolerant, Jim. And hmm. um, I got to a place where at 20, I was unsuccessful without getting out of bed, without taking that drug. Wow. And so I had to have an option and an alternative. Hmm. And so I thought chiropractic care is an option. And that proved to be successful for me. Wow. Um with restoring my nervous system and clinical nutrition, I was able to successfully um, get off my drugs and go to grad school. And so it's very personal, as you can tell. Yeah, absolutely. What a success story. I mean, wow. One of the major messages that we share, Jim, with our healthcare is that there are other options to restoring your health than taking another drug. Mm -hmm. And, and that's something we definitely wanted to discuss during this interview, because as we know, it's no, you know, no news to anybody of the opioid addiction started out from the healthcare system. Hmm. It's prescription drugs that people are becoming addicted to, you know, legally used, properly prescribed prescription drugs. And then they turn to illicit drugs after they can't get any more of them. And so the point Mm -hmm. of our practice and our message is that there are other ways to restore your health, to become well without the utilization of drugs. And there are many people in this state that could greatly benefit from our type of care and our approach and get them well again without the risks that Mm -hmm. potentially come from using some of those drugs. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Amy's story mirrors that that message. Yes. And what's profound is, is that's what we get to do every day is we get to help people become free in their health in Hmm. a way that they didn't think was possible. So the opportunity to give people hope so that they can pursue what God's designed them to do and and pursue that to the fullest Hmm. so that um, next to time, your health is really the only other thing you have. And Hmm. if you don't have your health, you can't fill your time with anything special. Hmm. So the opportunity to um, give people their health back and that gives them their life back um, really increases the quality of life, which gives great purpose to us. Absolutely. Dr. Amy, thank you so much for sharing that ver- very personal uh, insight into you know, getting started in this, in this profession. I really appreciate that. And what a calling you guys have. That's, that's amazing. If you, if you don't mind me asking, let, let's talk a little bit about Mountain State Wellness, what you guys are doing right now. What's your 30-second elevator pitch for Mountain State Wellness? So we practice a very specialized procedure that basically detects and corrects injuries to the top of the neck. And the important part of the message that we want people to understand that many people take for granted is that your entire central nerve system, your brain and your spinal cord, control and coordinate every single function in your entire body, therefore your health. And if you've ever had any kind of injury to your head or neck, it can be causing compromise to that system, which will eventually lead to changes in the way your body functions. We refer to them as functional disturbances. In fact, many people in the United States don't actually have a a specific disease, Jim. They actually have compensatory physiology due to some stressor in their body. 
And so if they identify what the stressor is and they actually correct it, they can reverse the physiology, the disturbance, the interference, the symptoms that they're suffering from. And so one of those disturbances is injuries to the central nervous system due to a neck or spine injury. So the one procedure, the first procedure we use is simply looking to detect and correct any injuries that have occurred to the top of the neck, allowing the nervous system to fully function and therefore reverse some of the chronic symptoms that people are suffering from. Mm. After that stage, if there's still things going on in their body that have not resolved from that particular procedure, then we look at nutrition. Uh, A large majority of the chronic illnesses in the United States have a nutritional component to them. So in other words, most people are suffering from nutritional deficiencies, which eventually turn into symptoms, which eventually turn into a chronic illness. And so if we can detect early on nutritional deficiencies that someone has in their body and correct those, we can also see then a restoration of health and a relief of symptoms. And then the third and final thing is simply what's called chemical toxicity. In the United States, there's over 100,000 chemicals used, approved for use in the United States, uh, both on a personal level and a commercial level, and very few, if any of them, have actually been tested for safety. Hmm. And so we're chronically exposed to chemicals all the time in our environment, and they, if they build up in the body, can lead to chronic illnesses. So we have a process that we do through nutrition to actually remove toxins, detoxify toxins out of the body, and we see some astounding stories with that particular procedure in our office. So it's a three-step procedure. We talk about upper cervical alignment, nutritional sufficiency, and then purification. And through those three procedures alone, which are drug-free procedures, we help people restore their health to the point where they were told it could never be possible. Wow, that's that's very cool. Thank you for sharing that. What was what would be the thing that you guys are most interested or most excited about for your company right now? You're you've got this thriving practice. You've been in business since 2002. What's the thing you're most excited about right now? Well, I think we kind of touched upon it already with the op- opioid epidemic in the state of West Virginia, Jim. I mean, there's so many people on on. opioids and Mm -hmm. the we're leading the country in that um as you said we don't want to be at the top of the bad list Mm -hmm. um so there are other alternatives i think that would be the option for people to really understand that there's other ways to manage pain or to restore health other than just turning to an opioid and an exciting moment for us actually for that was earlier this year governor justice actually passed a law mandating medical physicians to refer to uh, chiropractors uh, for musculoskeletal pain symptoms prior to a medical doctor putting someone on an opioid. So we're finally getting what I consider to be an opportunity, right? We're finally saying we're getting entering into the professional healthcare arena and we're saying, oh, there is another drug-free option. It's been proven, by the way, all over the world for 30 years in Australia, Europe, Canada, and the United States that uh, chiropractic care is the least expensive, most effective, and safest form of musculoskeletal pain relief and restoration. Hmm. So now the governor of justice has signed a law earlier this year that says basically you have to send to a chiropractor first and see what happens before we put someone on a drug that could potentially cause harm. So that's a big, big moment for our entire profession in this state. The secondary thing I think would be um, concussion care, Hmm. Jim. Um, There's such a a large buzzword around concussion these days. And um, what we're seeing is huge correlations with the upper cervical alignment being out of place and prolonged symptoms of that concussion lasting going into PSTD. Uh, um, PSC, both concussions. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I misspoke myself there. But the idea is, is that we're doing real-time pre-MRIs and post-MRIs, not in our clinic, but in the researcher's offices. Yeah. And they're seeing huge restoration um, from that uh, concussion injury. 
So here's what here's what people need to know about this, Jim, is that it takes 25 times the force on your head to have a concussion than what it takes to actually suffer a neck injury. Mm. So, so what I tell people is very few people get away from a concussion without actually having an underlying subsequent neck injury that goes undetected because it's only a chiropractic issue at that point. And it's tied so it right into the central nervous system and everything's being effective. Absolutely. There you go. So if someone's been cleared by the medical doctor, mm. oh, you're, you're recovered from your concussion after 14 days of, you know, no more symptoms, but yet then they still have symptoms or they still have things arise at 21 days or 30 days or 60 days or 90 days after the injury. That is a red flag that there's an underlying subsequent neck injury that needs to be corrected. Mm. It is only a chiropractic issue to get that done. And so we're seeing this happen in our practice. We're really doing educational seminars. We're doing some outreach marketing in the community. And we're trying to get the message out because there – in fact, I just read in the paper yesterday that there was a, a young athlete in Kentucky, a football player, that died from a concussion in a football game, right? And there was another pro football player recently that is in a hospital uh, because of a concussion, right? And so more people need to be aware that the concussion is an entity of itself, but also at the same time, which is very likely, there could be a subsequent underlying neck injury that needs to be corrected through an upper cervical procedure like we practice. Wow, that's a, that's a lot to take in, but man, that, that is the work that you guys are doing uh, with, re, with regard to the central nervous system, concussions, uh, cervical injuries, that, that's very admirable. So congratulations on, on, on your mission. I want to talk a little bit about, obviously our, our show is called Positively West Virginia, and we try to highlight the, the positive things that are happening, but oftentimes I like to ask this question, what is your worst business moment? Because I think there's a lot to be gained in terms of inspiring people of how you actually overcame uh, a you know that worst moment in your business because you guys take us to that moment in time that you can maybe say this was the worst <laughs> the worst moment we've had in business so far yeah and i will tell you that we've told this story many times actually to other aspiring entrepreneurs and other people that are interested yeah. uh, and what's interesting jim is our worst entrepreneurial moment was at the very beginning of the entire story mm. And so, as I told you, we moved here from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, we came to West Virginia in February 2002 and went to three banks in town. We put together what all three banks considered to be the absolute best business plan they had seen in years. It was very comprehensive. It had three-year projections, five-year projections, 10-year projections, very detailed. All the expenses were accounted for. All the profitability and numbers for the future were projected and so on and so forth. In fact, we under-projected based upon what really happened, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Over. Or, uh, no, no, we under, oh. no, we exceeded our projections yeah. in our business plan. Right? I, sure. I meant yeah. what we were asking for. Sorry. And sure. so what happened was this, though. We went to three banks. They all complimented us on our business plan. Some of them even asked, who helped you write this business plan? It's one of the best ones I've ever seen. <laughs> and after stroking, after stroking our ego a little bit, two of the banks immediately said to us that they weren't going to lend us any money. Mm. Now, for perspective for your listeners, I want to tell you that we weren't looking for what I consider to be a large sum of money. We were asking for a $45,000 loan with a $20,000 line of credit. And when you're starting a small business, that's an exceptionally small amount of money, basically. And, uh, and two banks immediately told us that they weren't willing to deal with us. So the third bank in town said, well, we'll entertain your offer and, and we'll look at this a little bit more, but we need some collateral. Well, we didn't have any collateral. We were living on love, we had student loans, and we're two young entrepreneurs with a dream to help people become healthy, and we didn't have much to put up for collateral. So we began to um, address some of our family members for some collateral. And so Dr. Amy has some family members in Michigan where she's from that do have some investments and some properties and things like that that we could potentially use. So we addressed those people, and they were willing to help us with some collateral. Mm. Well, to make the, make the, deep, the long, detailed story a little shorter, 
the bank came back with the accepted the collateral, but then they said, "Well, we want to make sure this person's completely financially sound. We want to see all of their assets and investments, Jeez. and we also uh, decide, and we also decide that we just would like to have a hundred percent collateral instead of twenty percent." So this took the wind out of our sails, as you can oh, imagine, because sure. we're sitting there going, "Oh, well, two out of three banks immediately told us to our face that we had a great business plan, but they're not going to lend to us." And then the third bank basically is saying that, "Well, we need a hundred percent collateral. If I had a hundred percent collateral, I wouldn't need the loan, right?" Right. So. So basically what happened was this family member came to us with the idea. It was his idea. He said, if they want 100% collateral on the loan, why don't I just lend you the money? <laughs> there you go. And so, that's what, and so that's what we did. So no bank in town got our business, unfortunately. Um, we had a stumbling block and a hurdle to overcome for several weeks as we're trying to move forward with our lease agreements and different things like that to find the funding to start our business. And so we basically took a loan. We drew up a document, took a loan. We paid 7% interest to the family member. And we borrowed $45,000. We'd never needed the line of credit. It was a five-year note, and we paid it off in three years instead of five. Wow. So, what, Dr. Lucas, what's, what's your uh, takeaway from that, from that story? What's, what's the one piece of advice that you kind of could share from that, that particular uh, moment so, in time? Yeah, so it's good to have a plan. Everything starts with a plan, Jim, yeah, right? Sure, You've got to have absolutely. a plan. You've got a very specific plan. It's got to be very detailed. But at the same time, you have to be flexible. And you have to be able to be creative and you have to be open to options. Because and you can't take no for an answer. And you can't take no for an answer. That's correct. Yeah. Right? So Love someone it, knocks yeah. you down, someone knocks you down, get back up and keep on going and be creative and look for other ways to get funding other than just traditionally through a bank. Now, opportunities, here they are, opportunities. I'm a veteran. Of course, my wife is a woman. And yeah. so there's all kinds of other opportunities through the SBA and veterans benefits and minority benefits for women and things like that, whatever, in business. We didn't have to pursue any of those simply because the family member did step up for us. But at the same token, be creative as an entrepreneur and look for other types of alternative funding if indeed a traditional bank is not willing to actually invest in you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the uh, that would be a great opportunity to talk about our sponsors right now. We've got uh, a, a, a great list of, of company sponsors that make this show possible. The State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these great organizations that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. All right, Drs. Lucas and Amy, let's get let's get back to it. Uh, so what what is the, you know, you guys have been on a, on a trajectory here of growth and, and really doing amazing things in West Virginia. What's the vision you have uh, for your company long term? Well, Jim, we named our business Mountain State Wellness. The opportunity for that was that we weren't just a Morgantown company. Yeah. And at some point, there may be a place and an opportunity for us to do branch offices. Um whether that we have a pocket of people that come from Southern West Virginia and Charleston and in the Eastern Panhandle. And so there's opportunities of which we could actually expand um, our business and, and plant business there and doc doctors there. What the timeline of that is at this point is uncertain. And part of that is our family. Sure. Yeah. So and there's a couple of hidden things there, Dr. Amy mentioned. We did, we strategically named our business after the geo geographic region because people identify with that kind of stuff. And so they would rather go to a, a business that's named after the mountain state if they live in the mountain state than, than a business that's named the Keystone State, which is Pennsylvania. Right? Sure, sure. And so we did that with the plan that we could actually put multiple sites around the state. Um, and we didn't name it Watterson Chiropractic because someday they may not have to, they may not come see Dr. Watterson. Right. right sure. so there's, some, there's some hidden entrepreneurial things in there that allow us the opportunity later 
to actually expand. Now, here's the plan, honestly, is that we have people literally that drive to us from every every corner of the state, every every major city, Beckley, Parkersburg, Huntington, West Charleston, Wheeling, Wurtson, Martinsburg, Berkeley Springs, et cetera. Awesome. And so we believe we believe three three clinics could cover the state. Because we have people that come two, two and a half hours, sometimes oh so three. So if there was one in Charleston, that would pretty much cover the lower half of the state. Of course, we're in Morgantown, and then the eastern panhandle is really on fire. We have a lot of people from northern Virginia and Pennsylvania and Maryland and whatnot. And so Martinsburg might be another good location as well. So if we had three, and those three cities right there, um, we feel like we've got to get good coverage of the entire state of West Virginia to give people the opportunity to receive drug-free health care. Yeah. How many employees do you have right now? Right now, we're currently at five total in our office. Cool. What would you say is the best thing about being in business in West Virginia? I think it's the people. Um, the, the people that we have embraced here, they're amazing. So just the opportunity to connect with them and inspire them and how they inspire us and how they reach out to you and love and welcome people into this community is pretty amazing. Jim, we like to say frequently that we weren't born in West Virginia, but we got here as soon as we could. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's great. Okay? That's and great. So what that means is despite our banking situation in the very beginning, we got a very, very warm welcome in this community. My wife's from Michigan. I was raised in Pennsylvania. We moved from Oklahoma and we assimilated very quickly into the Morgantown market um, as far as knowing people and building relationships and so on and so forth. But then we get people that come from, you know, way down in the middle of the mountains from Elkins or Franklin, West Virginia or whatever. And, and they're just the nicest, most genuine, sincere people that are looking for help. And we provide that to them as best as we can with excellence and compassion. And it just helps to really grow our business because still about eight out of 10 people to our business are referral based actually. And so most of our new clients come from a happy client telling somebody else. Awesome. What's, I think another, yeah, go ahead, Amy. another opportunity with that is, is just providing our care as a solution to the West Virginia population. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. What's, what's one piece of advice that you guys would give to uh, young business owners just starting out or maybe an entrepreneur who's thinking about starting a company? Maybe it's in healthcare or, or some other industry. What's one piece of advice you would give them? Okay, this is, a, this is a really, really valuable piece of advice here. And so we just kind of talked a few moments ago about the idea of financial capital. Obviously, mm -hmm. every business needs some financial capital to get started, a working line of credit to keep cash flow going early on to get through the survival phase of a business into the growth phase of business, yep. right? But what's interesting is, is don't get boxed into the thought that it's just financial capital. Mm -hmm. That's a limiting thought that keeps you bound. And there's two other types of capital that you need to have to grow a successful business. One is called mental capital. That's creative ideas to continue to get your message out and explore um, new ideas to mark, market yourself, creativity, and so on and so forth. And then the knowledge you have, intellectual property and things like that, and what you're creating and how you're creating value for your community is all considered mental capital. You need to make sure you're, number one, creating that, and number two, harvesting and delivering as much of that as possible to your potential clients. And then the third type, which I think is probably the most important, which we kind of talked about already, is called relationship capital. Hmm. Who do you, who can you meet? Our very first client that we took care of in our practice was the accountant that we approached to first to hire as an accountant. Hmm. So we went and pursued him as our accountant and he said, yeah, I'll be your accountant. And then we told him about what we do as we're telling you. And all of a sudden he says, I need your help. And he was the very first person we x-rayed in our clinic, the very first person <laughs> we adopted in June 2002. And we've taken care of him and his family and other referrals for many, many years. So don't underestimate the other two points of the equation. Financial capital plus mental capital plus relationship capital equals success. 
and that's a very valuable portion. Yeah. Many people think only dollars. That's that's absolutely great insight, and thank you for sharing that. What's one thing that you guys do every day that you think contributes to your success? And I'd like to hear uh, Dr. Lucas and Dr. Amy uh, your responses on that. Um, we actually call it our power hour, and that's getting up before anybody else gets up. <clears throat> we spend some time <laughs> taking care of ourselves sure. for that hour. Um, exercise, and then we do some educational material for what we actually do, and then we actually do what we call enlightenment. So there's three E's. There's exercise, enlightenment, and education. And ed- exercise is pretty self-explanatory of taking care of yourself. Enlightenment goes into spiritual connection yeah. as to not only um, connecting with our higher power, but also listening um, to what he's telling us. And then education goes back to really creating value for what our purpose is and how we share that with people that day. So I would just add to that that mine's the same. I do a power hour as well. We look at the three E's, as Dr. Amy expressed. But the important part about this, Jim, is this. We have two children at home, 11 and 8. Mm-hmm. And, and when you start getting into the rigors of middle of your life with family and raising children so on, so on, and balancing a business, sometimes things can get difficult to get everything accomplished in a day. And so we have the power hour. But the truth of the matter is we don't always get it done, right? Yeah. Because sometimes interruptions happen with children or other things at the home or in the business and employees or whatever. And so it's important for people to realize that process is better than perfection. So if you only get your power hour done three or four days a week instead of seven days a week, that's okay. Don't get down on yourself. Keep doing, keep moving forward, keep doing it and get something done. And if you can't do the whole thing, I always say done is better than none. So if it has to be an abbreviated power hour, it doesn't last an hour, you can only have 20 minutes that day, then do something for 20 minutes that day. It's going to get you centered, get you focused, and make you the most productive, not just a business owner, but a spouse if you're married or a parent if you have children or just a person in your community that's contributing to the, the quality of life in the area. So process is better than perfection, and done is better than none, we like to say. And that all relates to the power hour we try to do in the morning before our girls wake up. I love it, and you guys are you guys are on fire. I love the power hour. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing. It may I may start out with power ten, but uh, I'll, 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 I'll get the power hour. What's one resource that you guys use in your business that you just can't live without? Well, I think there would be two, and it's really um, clinical software, which is kind of the the day and age of business. I think Jim. For us, we are electronic medical records. We implemented that in 2014. And wow, has that changed our life, streamlined everything, cut down storage, made everything fast, um, increased productivity, because I'm not writing a note anymore. I'm clicking three or four buttons and I'm moving on. So very, very powerful. The other thing for me, I do the book end of our business and I use QuickBooks as that opportunity to keep myself organized um, because my accountant likes it that way. It comes annual tax time and they always love that there's nothing out of place. And so if you can structure it, you know, there's so many business owners that collect all their receipts all year long and then try to do something at the end of the year. It's in a shoebox, right? They hand the shoebox to their accountant and here, here, figure it out. And so I try to do it on a daily basis to make it organized. Yeah. So, you know, we've evolved with the technology. We now have digital x-ray. We have, like she said, uh, electronic medical records. Mm -hmm. Uh, But something else we began doing a couple years ago, which is really starting to grow our business, of course, and I think you'll like this is uh, internet marketing. Sure. And so we did our radio show. We had a live talk radio show for 10 years, networked beautifully to introduce ourselves to the community and grow our business from zero. Um, but, but then we shifted. We got bored with it. We got kind of tired. So we stopped the radio show. And then we've been thinking for a while, what can we do next, of course? And so 
we have another upper cervical doctor in California who um, doesn't practice. He decided to go the entrepreneur route with marketing because he has a marketing niche as well. Mm. And he now counsels and coaches and basically contracts with upper cervical doctors to do a full comprehensive internet marketing. So we have landing pages and he manages our Facebook and our website and YouTube videos and a Twitter account and, and all kinds of eBooks and so on and so forth. And so we've moved into that digital realm with our marketing and that's most of the marketing that we do at this point, quite frankly. And it's finally maturing to the point where we're getting calls consistently and seeing people come being led to our practice through the information we're putting out on the internet about what we do and how we change people's lives. And that's been a way we've included technology in the past 16 years to enhance our business. Well, Great. what's nice about that system, Jim, is that we've outsourced that. So it's not something that we're responsible for. So that gives us free capacity to actually be more productive in our business. Yeah. And so recognizing what you're not, what you don't love and paying someone else to do it. Yeah. That's, that's, you're speaking my language. I love that. Absolutely. What's one book you guys would recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs and business people? So the first and foremost book we would uh, always recommend is called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, The Entrepreneurial mm -hmm. Myth. Yep. And since he wrote that book in the 70s, he's revisited it several times and re, you know, done new editions. But he also then specialized and created industry-specific ones. So for our profession, there's actually called The E-Myth Physician. For yeah. contractors, there's the E-Myth Contractor, right? Mm -hmm. So there's yep. different professions he's take on. And basically what he's trying to teach you there is that there's three different personalities that have to be exist in all businesses an entrepreneur, a technician, and a manager. And in our business, uh, uh, both my wife and I are technicians because we both take care of people, but I'm the entrepreneur and she's the manager. And we have a great balance with that in our practice. And then he teaches you to systematize everything. And if you systematize everything, that's when you can really start to gain traction and really significantly grow your business. So the first book we always recommend is the e mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we couldn't limit it to one book, Jim. So we have two <laughs> others. <laughs> There's a book by Michael Port called Book Yourself Solid about how to get new yep, clients, yep. which is a very, very productive book. And then there's a newer book coming out and it came out a few years favorite. ago. My Simon Sinek, of course, called Start With Why. Yes, right? yes. And, uh, and, and that's a very powerful book as well. But the E-Myth is a basis. Yeah, I think you have to read that so you understand how to run a business and the basic personalities that need to be there before you start anything else. I love it. Yep. And for those of uh, our listeners that don't know, we have a resources page on Positively WV dot com where you can actually uh, we'll make sure all three of those are up there and uh, there will be a link and people can just buy them right from Amazon if they if they're so inclined so that's very cool I, I really appreciate you guys uh, sharing that with us too great stuff great stuff I wanted to mention something too because you you mentioned accounting you mentioned getting access to funds uh, this is interesting because I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this back in April I had um, uh, on the podcast, I had Martin Jenkins, who uh, is with a company called Natural Capital Investment Fund. And what they do is they provide loans and uh, financial support for small businesses, small businesses, small companies in the Appalachian region. Of course, West Virginia is in this region. And what they do is they, they actually fund in, uh, startup capital, especially working capital for small companies that are um, maybe uh, too risky for a traditional bank. What's interesting is one of the sponsors, United Bank, uh, actually funds, the, you know, in part, the uh, Natural Capital Investment Fund. So I, I did want to mention that to you because I, I didn't want to interrupt because you guys were on a roll there uh, talking about that a few minutes ago. But that that's something that – and I'll make sure that we have a, 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 a sh in the show notes a link to that particular podcast because if there are – 
companies out there that are thinking, hey, you know, I, this is a startup. I, I've got this amazing business plan, but they're still not one willing to fund it. There's, there are other opportunities out there. Right. And, and, and they're backed by banks, but they're going through this natural, for instance, natural capital investment fund. Martin Jenkins, he was a great, uh, great guest on the show and added a lot of value to um, especially startups, I think, and, and small companies that are really uh, trying to get that working capital and, and, and you know because dr uh, lucas you mentioned you know working capital is part of your you know that, that kind of like that struggle right and one of those three uh pieces of capital and that's just a great opportunity there too so thank you guys for letting me mention that point for you know kind of summing that up so guys uh, you know you mentioned internet marketing you mentioned you know you, you have this robust uh, platform and everything what's the best way for our audience to connect with both for you doctors and Mountain State Wellness. What's the best way for them to do that? Uh, I would say it's actually our website, honestly, because all the other resources through the internet basically connect to our website. Yeah. So our website is our website's abbreviated. It's M as in Mary, T as in Tom, N as in Nancy, statewellness.com. So M-T-N statewellness.com. Of course, you can look us, look us up on Facebook as well. Yeah. Um, but then all the other resources that we have online basically go through those two, those two venues. Yep. And in the show and notes then, of the podcast, I'll make sure I have those links so people can just click it too. So. Yeah. And the, the greatest opportunity for them is if they need to speak to us, you know, call our office and set up an appointment or set up a consultation or an opportunity for them to like, you know, regain some health. And, yeah. you know, I'm going to say one other thing, Jim, it's kind of out of context of That's our okay. clinical yeah. care. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have this story as we came here as young entrepreneurs, we started our business at 24 for Dr. Amy and 28 for myself. Yeah. And you know, we've, uh, we've grown very successfully. We've been very successful in this state that this opportunity for us also was to actually extend uh, um, our knowledge and skills to other young entrepreneurs. So your podcast will do that inherently. But if someone is listening and they want to sit down and go to coffee with us or go out to dinner with us or whatever, we would love the opportunity to share with mm. other young people that have a dream that they will have something that they would like to do and the wisdom that we've learned over the years. And we don't know everything, but we certainly do have learned a lot. That's, and so yeah. we want to extend wow. that as well. We offer clinical care. We also offer some level of expertise and knowledge based upon the hurdles we've overcome or mm. the challenges we have faced. And if anybody's listening would like to just sit and connect with us more on a business level, we're more than welcome uh, to do that as well. I love that. Thank you for that offer. That's very gracious of you guys I, I gotta tell you I, I'm so glad that that we connected I'm so happy that you're a guest on the podcast today you guys did an awesome job you're doing great things out in the out in the community in north central West Virginia and, and indeed all over the state of West Virginia so keep it up um, it, it, guys it's just been great having you on the show well thank you Jim we really appreciate the opportunity it's been a, a generous opportunity to have yeah, thank you. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by The State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Drs. Lucas and Amy Watterson and Mountain State Wellness, our hope is that we in some way inspire and teach our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you, are no, uh, if you or someone you know of would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. 
We appreciate all the comments and encouragement, the notes. I've gotten the letters in the mail here recently from you guys that are uh, encouraging us to keep this going. So thank you for that. And of course, we encourage you to share uh, the podcast and and everything on your social media channels, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and so forth. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga.